everybody. This is Sam with Rowdy Alternative, and today we're here with Jeremy Pinnell. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. You been keeping busy? Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Just some weekends here and there. Yeah, awesome, man. So uh, I guess let's have, hop right into it. So uh, some people might not know about you. So uh, let's start out with uh, where you're from. Um, um, originally from Cincinnati. Uh, grew up in Ellesmere, Kentucky. Um, and now I live in Southgate, Kentucky. Oh, nice. I grew up in Erlanger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see you yeah. got the Bengals hat on. Yeah, big game tonight. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So, uh, so growing up here, um, how was, uh, not really how you started playing, but how, wh- what was the music scene like? What made you want to get into music or what like brought you in? Uh, I think uh, you you know how it is growing up around here. That's great. You're from Erlanger. I mean, yep. so you know how Ellesmere is. It's like, oh yeah. I mean, there wasn't much to do. You were a <laughs> punk rock kid. You were skateboard, whatever, or, or whatever. Uh, and we always just like, I lean more towards that punk rock thing, you know, and you go to shows in basements, VFWs, and, and it kind of took off from there, you know, and um, it's always just something I did, you know. Right. So, uh, was there any, like, uh, I'm thinking like, cause back then, I'm not sure if I was really into it then, but what, were there any, uh, like local bands at all? There ain't many around here anymore, but, uh, are there any local bands or acts that, uh, you followed or that influenced you at all? Uh, not really locally. Uh, no, not really. I mean, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we're like totally different age. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot of punk rock bands when I was a kid, you know, that we were fans of bands like Tugboat and, um, you know, I'm sure if you dig enough in the, the history of Cincinnati punk rock, you'll find some of those bands, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, honestly, I, it wasn't until I was 17 or 18. I was at, um, I was started listening to like Jerry Reed, uh, uh, um, Charlie, uh, Charlie Rich, and uh, and uh, uh, you know Billy from Shake It Records. If you're uh, over at Shake It at all, um, not really familiar now. Well, anyways, he's he's been around a long time. He turned me on to Billy Joe Shaver and mm-hmm. and things like that when I was around eighteen, and so it that's when I really took interest. Listening to like Whiskey Town, Uncle Tupelo palace music stuff like that you know right um so when when did you uh start writing your own songs uh almost from the rip dude i i for some reason i just wanted to i wanted to create my own thing so even from a young age at you know get my first guitar and and you know at 13 and 14 it's like i just wanted to like copy what what i was listening to you know so it was almost immediate for me. Okay, right on. A lot of people, you know, they they wait a while, do some covers, but I guess it's good you get a start head start on it like that. No, my ego is like way too big to like, you know. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so uh, I guess since now I got a whole bunch of questions since we grew up at the same place. But uh, did you yeah. ever? Uh, what, what were some? Uh, I guess venues around here you started playing at. Uh, so years ago, there was a place called Peel's Palace. Okay. And um, and then obviously, 
where the Thompson house is, it was the Southgate house originally. Mm. And they would let us do day shows there when we were, you know, 18. Um, we would have like hardcore shows there. And, uh, and it was before the, um, the, uh, levee was there the newport on the levee mm -hmm. so there was just like a gravel parking lot and i remember us just like playing baseball out in the parking lot and we'd go in and play some hardcore shows you know it's like um and obviously like the comet and um yeah like uh mostly basements vfws southgate house stuff like that yeah, I know you. I know you frequent the Southgate House quite often. Uh, just following you on your, you know, your tour schedule and stuff. I, that's where I saw you. Uh, it might have been, might have been two years ago now. I remember you were up there. I think it was the album release party for, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for your last record, which we'll get into. But um, but yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, really cool venue, old church, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh. Yeah, it's it's. I guess it's, it was an old church, so it's it's always a little weird, uh, just playing in a church. But uh, the people there are just good people, and uh, mm -hmm. and it's always fun to play your hometown. Not too much, but you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, you got that diehard following over here. You got to give them a few treats here and there, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm always amazed that people sh show up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so uh, you said you started out uh, in a hardcore band. Uh, yeah, punk rock, and then okay. and then got into hardcore. Uh, never, you know, I never was a straight edge guy, but like, you know, I always liked the, I always liked the music, you know. So. Yeah. So, uh, what made you make the jump to country music then? Uh, you know, I started like getting into like. Um, like a lot of like southern like uh like metal music like I Hate God and there were some punk bands were running around from you know southern states like Avail and stuff like that and uh and I you know from the time I was like 17 I'd been laying brick running heavy equipment uh always outside working and it just like if it, it was very natural for me to just kind of like go that way you know it just mm -hmm. it felt i always liked the rhythm of country music i always liked you know i grew up uh watching the dukes of hazard i uh you know and every time that song would come on at the beginning i'd be you know it was like it was like uh one of the greatest sounds you know yeah and uh, it just uh i don't know it was real natural for me i always liked the rhythm i always liked the bass i always liked the shuffle you know it was just like that's what I was meant to do, you know? Yeah. Just took you a bit to find your calling, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, played, well, I know you have, but uh, do you know, like, the, are you familiar with the scene, like the country scene out in, like, Texas and Oklahoma, everywhere out there? A little bit, yeah. I mean, we always do real well in Texas. I've got a lot of friends down there, and uh, we always have a good time down there. Um you know, uh, Oklahoma, uh, we always hit up the, uh, Mercury Lounge in Tulsa yeah. and, um, there's a bunch of good people out there and yeah, it's, it's always good out there. Yeah. That's a killer venue too. I lived out there for a little while and I went there a lot. Real nice, small, intimate area. Yeah. 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 
Nice. Yeah. So like going off that, like if you, you you've been around, you've seen the different kind of like regional scenes. Would you what, what would you place yourself in like Appalachia country, like kind of like with the like Childers Sturgill kind of kind of thing, or where would you put yourself if you'd have to decide? Uh, you know what, like, dude, since I was born in Cincinnati. And we moved over to Kentucky when I was about seven. I really feel like I'd I'd never really like, you know, been in any of those places. You know, mm-hmm. like that whole Eastern Kentucky thing. That's not my thing. Um, I've never identified with that, and um, I don't know. I just do what I want to do. You know, yeah. I I don't. You know, if people like it, they like it you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And like, th- th- that's true because like, if you ask me or anyone else who listens to you, you definitely stand out with whether it's your voice, whether it's, you know, it, it's definitely its own thing. Um, uh, and you, and isn't, uh, Arlo McKinley from around here too? He is. Uh, me and him were, were buds, like best buds, uh, growing up around 17, 18. We, started hanging out and playing music and we were in a band together years ago that had a little bit of success, but you know, we're both pretty wild. So I think that stuff is hard to hang on to when you're (laughs) wild like that, you know, but uh, it's really cool, man. It's real cool to like that. uh, I don't know. A lot of people don't uh, hold on long enough, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. It's cool. I'm glad that I'm, still playing music i'm glad that he's still playing music you know yeah so right because he was at that uh show that i was talking about earlier he came up and sang and it was kind of cool seeing you both up there on the same stage um have you ever done any like co-writes with him since you've been so close with him for a while or do you do co-writes we have a few songs that we wrote together years ago uh you know, we'll argue about it from time to time, you know, because, uh, you know, whatever. Either he wrote them or I wrote them, but it's all good. It's all fun, you know, so. Yeah. What is your, um, kind of a cliche question, but I like to ask everybody, what is your writing process when it comes to, like, lyrics first or get a melody down first, whether it's on your guitar or what? You work with your band or is it just you? How does that whole process come together for you? Um, I usually do. Honestly, I rarely have time to sit down with my guitar. And mm-hmm. my the, the house uh, where I'm at is usually full of people. And I feel like it's like a real private thing for me uh, to write music. So I, uh, I, um, I usually come up with a melody I like. Or if I'm on the road, I, you know, I'm picking around on the guitar and, uh, and then I come up with something and then uh uh usually it's just it just happens and I don't try to force it uh, you know I'm I might not write a song for 2 or 3 months 4 months I don't I don't I don't know I just uh, I always know when I'm like something's it, it bother me cuz I'll I'll start coming up with melodies you know what I'm saying and then I'll yeah and then I'll have to like sit down with the guitar and figure it out you know Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like therapy to you then. Uh, maybe I never saw it like that, but I mean, maybe I, I just always, uh, feel like it's just something that I do, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got you. Um, 
Well, let's talk a bit about your last uh, record from 20. It's been out a while now. It came out in uh, 2021. Uh, Goodbye LA. Um, I guess let's start out with like, where, where did you record it? And uh, who, who uh, produced it for you? Uh, so uh, uh, my friend, Jonathan Tyler uh, oh. okay. produced it. Yeah. And he, uh, and we recorded it down at Sam's town point on the property down in Texas in Austin. And, um, we did it in four days and then I flew back, recorded the vocals and then flew back. And then that Monday they shut the country down. They told everybody to stay home. So it was like, yeah, it was like, we got the record done and then, yeah. And that's, and that's, um, that's how that happened. But so you got it just in the nick of time all recorded. Yeah, it was really wild how it worked out. I mean, honestly, it's like it kind of worked out in our favor because we were able to like sit on it and get the mixes right and then get the masters and like take all the proper steps to put it out. And, uh, you know, we didn't really want to put it out there in the pandemic. We just, you know, we kind of held on to it. And then 21, when they started letting people out again, uh, you know, which we put it out, we probably could have waited, but, uh, but like everybody else, everybody just wanted to go back to normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you didn't have to do any of like the Zoom calls. I'll send in my part. You send in your part and just mix them in the end. No, no. We all sat in the studio together. And it was crazy, dude, because earlier that year or at the end of 2019, we were all down. We went and did some demos with Jonathan while we were on tour and we were we were around a pool table at Sam's and we were all kind of laughing and joking about COVID because there was like rumors of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, nobody really <laughs> thought anything of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then we turn around, we record the album like three months later in like February or March. And then the next thing, you know, you know, the whole world shut down. Whole world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so let's give some credit where credit's due. Who's all the uh who who do you ha- did you have as personnel on this record? Do you do you have uh something that's always fascinating to me is that you have in a lot of cases you have the studio band then the live band. But some people just have band does studio and live. Like how do how do you operate in that aspect? Well, for this record uh, for Goodbye LA, uh the the band had been, we'd been hitting the road. I mean, in 2019, we did 136 days on the road Jeez. and, uh, the band was like hot, you know, and, uh, we had dialed in these songs as much as we could without a producer. And, um, uh, and you know, the guitar player that I was playing with at the time, Junior Tutwiler, uh, he's playing guitar with Kelsey right now. And, uh, but he, he wrote like all, like all the riffs on that record. So like that record was just as much his record as it was mine. And then my buddy, Adam Nuri, who plays bass, he's actually a drummer, but he's such a good bass player that, uh, and his backing vocals are always great. And then my buddy, Chris Alley, um, Charles Alley, he played drums and he, he was a great drummer from around here. He's actually from Silver Grove, Kentucky. And, uh, and he, you know, he has a great way of like, just finding the pocket and John really working with John sitting in the same room, all looking at each other, being able to, you know, and John was such a positive guy to work for. And he's one of the hardest workers 
when it comes to being in the studio. I mean, we would be there and he would say, okay, let's close it up. And then we would start listening to like mixes and then we would go back in, you know, it was just yeah constant. And so, uh, yeah, it was a great experience all around, you know? Right. Um, so, uh, I guess looking back on it, I, I personally think that this record, uh, sounds like, I guess, sonically different than the uh, previous ones you put out just the way, I guess you could credit the production, but I, I don't know. Uh, from do you have any uh did you have any idea at the time like i want to make this sound different or like was there something another direction you're wanting to go like i i don't know how to put it as a non-musician but like no i get what you're saying i uh dude i the first two records ohio kentucky mm-hmm. like i kind of had a hand in like the way it sounded but i was at the time that was a 2000 13 or 2014 record i think we recorded in 2013 but we didn't come out with it till 2014 but like uh that was like i kind of had some idea we were really green at the time (laughs) and so i didn't really know the sounds i wanted and then ties of blood came around and i wanted like a really like raw sounding record like just dry room sound you know uh just what it was and then (laughs) And I, I kind of made those two records. So I got when I got the opportunity to work with Jonathan, I was just like, I was just like, uh, let's make your record, dude. Like, yeah. let's make the record. Like, that's why you're here, not to make a record. And so I just wanted to stay out of it. It's just like mm-hmm. getting a tattoo or something. You can go in and tell the <laughs> tattoo artist you want it this way. Why don't you just let the tattoo artist do it? Because he's the <laughs> tattoo artist, you know? Precisely. <laughs> so it it made sense for John to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. came out great. It's not, you know, very, it, uh, it's, it's definitely to me as a listener sounded very different and, you know, in the best way possible, you know? So, uh, yeah. um, yeah. So with this, with this, uh, with, uh, goodbye LA, was there a certain like, um, message or a certain like point you wanted to get across, uh, throughout like the record? I don't know if there was like a message that you wanted to, put out there with it or just want to play some songs put them all together well honestly i just there was i wanted everybody to have a good time dude Mm because everybody was so Mm -hmm. serious you know since i don't know what year it was eight years ago whatever everybody's been so serious yeah And, and you got all these songwriters coming out and they're so sad dude and everybody's crying and it's just like I just was like, I just shut up. I just want, <laughs> you know, go have yeah. a good time. I mean, you can literally order a cheeseburger from your phone. Go be happy, you know? <laughs> like, what are you crying about, dude? It got on my nerves so bad. I just wanted to make a record where people were happy, you know? Yeah. And, I, and, there, and there's one song on, I mean, Red Roses, that's a sad song. But that was that's come from a real place. You know, mm-hmm. I sat here at this table I'm sitting at. I wrote that song in less than 10 minutes just sitting here at the table you know and it's like that's a sad song but other than that i just wanted like i wanted people to like be happy dance you know yeah and that's that's funny you say that that's exactly what it feels when you compare them to your other ones which are both fantastic but like this one you hit the nail on the head it's like you know like nighttime eagle like that just makes you want to get up and like all them songs they're just like upbeat just like keep Mm -hmm. you moving and that was the initial surprise because, like, before that, you know, you had, like, Cold Cold Wind, all that. And it's like, 
which were great and it but it's like that you're it was very emotional songwriting stuff and this time it's like all right jeremy likes to have a little fun now and then like it's kind of it's kind of refreshing you know yeah yeah i mean with ohio kentucky with stuff like cold cold wind i was like i i was like learning how to write music again you know come because there was a few years i didn't write music so like coming back from that everything was kind of serious because i was coming Mm -hmm. out of some serious stuff but you know 2021 comes around and and i've everything i don't care about anything you know what i'm saying like i just and plus i think dude when song like when you it's something clicked for me like when you like i just don't care you listen to like you listen to like good songwriters they'll just write about anything yeah. They weren't writing about just one thing, you know, like, or one way of life. It doesn't have to be this tough guy thing all the time where everybody's singing about drinking and carrying on. Like, dude, just sing about, like, you know, whatever, a pizza. I don't know. Yeah. You know, just like, yeah, I don't Sing <laughs> about whatever, dude. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't got to front. You don't got to act like someone you're not. Exactly, dude. And I, you know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You get too much of that nowadays. But um, I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, so you being from around here and you traveling a million places playing your songs, uh, you got like the, and I kind of hit on it a little earlier, but like the, you have like the Texas scene, right? That's like a huge scene out there. You have Nashville right under us. Uh, and then that and all the other places you played, is there a big difference that you as an artist and a songwriter can uh can tell when you're around there or does it all mesh together like you you see the same person but in different places or is it like oh this is way different than what I'm used to uh when I dude my buddy Terry Rickards uh he worked for um he worked for the um the basement east at the time mm. and uh and we got to do a grimy in store in store when ties of blood came out and then he came and saw us the next time we were in town and he kind of helped me like start getting shows down in Nashville. And it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like culture shock, you know, like, yeah. cause you're just, you're on the stage, you're off the stage. Nobody gives a shit. You know, you got okay two minutes to set up your stuff and then you play for usually the, they were like half hour spots and, uh, you just, you're once you're on and as soon as you settle in, you got to get off stage, you know? And, uh, Hmm. And that was really different for me. And then uh, in Texas, man, like everybody loves music down there. Everybody yeah. dances. Uh, if you're if you're uh, if you're wanting to get a girl, you you got to dance. It was mm-hmm. not like up here in Cincinnati where all the tough guys just lean on the back of the wall. You know, like we ain't yeah. dancing. You know, right? Like, I guess I don't know it's it's different up here but uh yeah i don't know up in seattle and uh they people like to dance up there and it's like the most unexpected thing and uh yeah i mean california's been great like everywhere we've gone you know there's always been at least one thing you can take away where you're like that was good you know yeah so yeah uh every place is a little different you know uh sure so yeah. So, who are some who are some uh, groups or artists that you were touring around with, like that come to your mind that you had like 
Oh, this was a great experience. Like seeing them play? Uh, that or just like who you were playing with, like like on a tour, who you were going with. Um, I don't know. We've got to tour with some bunch of people, play some shows with a, a lot of people I like, and uh, um, that's tough, man. That's tough to like <laughs> point them all out. Um, uh, I don't know. One of the big ones for me was uh, Ramsey Midwood. I don't know if you're familiar with Ramsey, but he. Uh, I know, I know the name. I don't. I never dove in, but. I was a huge fan of Ramsey, and he he owns Sam's Down Point, okay. and uh, down in Texas, and uh, and I remember when we went to record those demos with John. Uh, uh, we did the demos, and then we went out on the like that night. And we went to like uh, the White Horse or something, and I get a text from John says, "Hey, we're gonna have a jam session uh, around eleven o'clock at Sam's. You should stop in and play some songs." Yeah. And we were like, okay. And we, we show up and, um, I got my buddy juniors with us, my buddy, Chris and, uh, and Ramsey's there. And, uh, there, you know, the, there was nobody at Sam's. The place was empty <laughs> and it's 11 o'clock at night. And I got on stage and, uh, and I'm standing next to Ramsey Midwood and Jonathan Tyler. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing up here? Like <laughs> it, we're in, you know, there's nobody at the bar. And we're yeah. playing like American Girl or like, or like some, I think we played uh, uh, some Elvis tune, like That's All Right. I mm -hmm. uh, know it was just like a really neat experience. Like what, you know, cause Ramsey's, I always respected him and liked his songs and, and he's a great guy to be around. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I saw you, uh, I went to Indy, uh, this was also a year or two ago to see, uh, ZZ Top, and while I was there that weekend, I saw you were playing at the Hi-Fi uh, with, uh, I'm going to, I can't, I hope this is her name, I think it's like Kelsey Walden. It's Kelsey Walden, yeah. Kelsey yeah. Walden. Yeah, that was an excellent show. That was, uh, you know, I think it was a decent sized turnout. That, it was just cool seeing you pop up there out of nowhere. I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just go see this guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's cool, you know, it's cool that seeing a local boy going around touring everywhere you know what i mean yeah yeah kelsey was great man she is great and uh it was cool she invited me to be able to play on those shows so that was real nice of her and um yeah she's always been real nice i was a fan of hers before i you know met her and and uh and then when i met her it was like uh, uh she was just super nice so yeah are you uh familiar with uh luke bell yeah, yeah, I was. So I got to, I think, uh, play either open up or I saw him at the basement, the OG basement down in Nashville. Wow, so nice. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't know him personally. I, I met him that night, but other than that, I don't know him personally. But I do like that album that he put out with like Blue on it or whatever. Dude, yeah, I was, cause I was about to say that. That's like one of those very few albums that like he had like we put that out that's all he had and like now it's like one of my like favorite albums ever i think you just could play it over and over again but um yeah it's, killer. it's a cool yeah. record mm -hmm. so uh so let's talk about touring what do you got going on uh coming up like when it comes to being on the road and everything uh i think on the 30th we're playing here in town um uh, 
um, at the Southgate House, and then we go to Columbia, Maryland, uh, and then we head to Queens, New York. They do this like honky tonkin' in Queens thing, which is supposedly pretty cool. We're excited about that, and then we go see my buddy Josh up at the Briquette Lounge in uh, Westchester, PA, and uh, I don't know. And, and then we got one last show at the end of the year, and and uh, at Duke's in Indy uh on the ninth and then that that'll close it up for the year which you know and then we'll see what happens next year so yeah yeah i was i think i was already planning on me and my dad were gonna go see you in southgate house so that'd be that's gonna be a killer show it'll be exciting but um okay yeah um so when you're touring uh as someone like who has a family and everything how do you uh deal with that rather than being like a single guy out there because it has to be difficult on some nights. Um, I mean, it's not, dude. It's not. I have a reason to be there. I have a reason to be, like, I'm trying to make money in the worst way possible. But, like, it's, um, you know, like, I, it's, it, it is hard being away from my family. But they, they don't care. They got their own thing. Like, you know? Yeah. I mean... Hell, when I'm here, I mean, my son, he's either happy, he's either really happy that I'm around, or he's not, you know? So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, and my that's wife's real. the same way. <laughs> my wife's, I mean, I think me and my wife do really well apart. Uh, you know, she, I mean, yeah, it, it's all good. I've been touring since, uh, like, really touring since um, 2000. 15 so it's kind of like a thing you know yeah but, it's part of your life now yeah i don't hate it dude I, I i you know i definitely enjoy not beating my head on the pavement for like three or four weeks at a time it's nice to just do like long weekends or, and things like that where i'm not this like totally wore out i mean but we did a five-week run one time and it was like week four I forgot I had even had a family you know so it was like <laughs> it was yeah. you know no I but like, the, I don't that's the funny thing is that like most people would be most artists would like be like oh it's hard but you know I get through it but you're just like ah eh, fuck it I mean that's how it is you know <laughs> yeah no I mean dude seriously my son he gets to go to his grandparents more often and they spoil him and then my wife gets time by herself to like read her books or do whatever she wants to do. And it's kind of like, it's good for everybody. And then me and my wife get a little along a little bit better the first couple of days I'm back. And then, you know, and then we go back to hating each other. But other than that, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be funny. No, it's, <laughs> you know, like, but it's like, it's good that, you know, we get that time apart. We enjoy time together. And then, yeah. It's all yeah. good. Right on, uh, Jeremy. So uh, what about any um, upcoming music? What you got in the works? I don't know, man. I, there's nothing really to talk about, and I'm definitely not going to talk to you about it. But <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows, man? I hope I hope next year we can be a little bit busier. And, uh, and I mean, it's all good, you know? Yeah. It's all good. Yep. Just living, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, just going to work and then um, and then playing music whenever I can and uh, 
trying to be a good dude, you know. I think that's yep. that's the best thing is you wake up every day, you get another chance at it, you know. Yeah. So hell yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good sentiment to end it on, dude. But uh before we go, if you have any like uh social media, any websites, any links that you want to shout out there for people to come see you on or follow you on, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm I I hate self-promotion, but I mean <laughs> you know, uh, at just jeremypinnell.com, you can find all the shows, the merch, everything, all that. If you want any t-shirts or anything, um, yeah, everything's up there, you know, all the social media things, Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. It's just my name, you know? Right on. Well, man, thanks right so on. much. Thanks so much for hopping on, dude. I really appreciate it. I've been trying to get this done a while. I've I've been listening to you forever. I'm glad we can make it happen. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all reaching out. It's been good. So yeah, you, thanks for your time. I guess last thing, you got Ravens or Bengals tonight? Uh, I don't really, like, I gave up on the Bengals in, like, what was it, 89 when they <laughs> the Super Bowl? Was it 89? You sound like my dad. Yeah, that's exactly what my dad says. <laughs> dude, I was a kid, and I was like, dude, it broke my heart. I was crying as a young yeah. child, you know? Like, so, like, you – you do that so many times. It's like, I don't give shit. I'm not going to spend three hours, four hours every Sunday. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, uh, it's just an excuse to drink for me. That's the main reason for it. But <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, uh, you need something to cover up your alcoholism, you know? That's right. Yep. Five days a week, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> but, uh, Jeremy, thanks so much. Uh, everybody, right. thanks for listening. Uh, this is Sam with Jerry Pinnell, and we'll see you next time.